Hey there, FOMO. Thank you for joining me. My pleasure, Threes. It's been a while since we uh, did this. Well, it's been a while since we did it on uh, on recording. Mm -hmm. I feel like over the last couple months, we've actually seen each other somewhat regularly, which is nice. Just a few weeks ago at NFT NYC. Did you do anything besides my little shindig? For no, I, I literally rolled into town specifically for that and rolled out. And unfortunately, I did not, but I really kept via social media because I think some interesting things happened in the course of the three days. So taking that observer slant, mm -hmm. what did you what did you take away? What did you think? Even though you didn't go to the things, mm -hmm. watching it from afar, what, what, what sense did you get? Last year when I went, I was there overnight and it was all about PFPs and throwing, uh, you know, extravagant parties and things like that and it was a complete it seemed like there was a completely different energy in the city uh it was actually about art and artists and one of ones and curated shows and um i didn't think it i mean i was really impressed i i was happy to to see that happening and there were sales were made and the artists were kind of happy about it so what was your take uh be, actually being there and going to these events well, I didn't really go to many events because I put it on myself to, to produce my own event. That became the focus of everything, which of course I'd sworn I wouldn't do. And then I did. And then it gave me a convenient out to not go to things because mm -hmm. I don't like going to things. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I barely ventured out. I went to, to the proof of people slash vertical crypto slash uh, uh, refraction DAO uh, production, and that was at World Trade Center, or was no, no, that was um, that was in Brooklyn, very oh. new actually. I just crossed the Gowanus to get there. I could have walked, mm -hmm. um, but I took a black car, of course. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, but it was it was a strange scene. It ended up being a strange scene for the evening. It didn't seem very celebratory. Mm -hmm. Any facet. Okay, very, I got the feeling that, and maybe it's because so many of the artists involved, maybe some of the collectors involved, I got the feeling that we were just taking this all very seriously and that we wanted this to feel sort of restrained and, and, and dim <laughs> and, and, uh, like it was like, it, like you could be trans transported to Berlin at any moment and you wouldn't know where you were. In the seventies, <laughs> very much. <laughs> um, which, which I, I kept trying to figure out is that, is that intent or is that mood? Are we supposed to? Is this is that the mood? Is that the way that we set ourselves apart from what you just referred to last year, with all of the PFP, you know, glitz and and flash and party? Now are we have to we have to be somber in all of this and very restrained i don't know all right that's right two things i like your take on it better because mine was entirely mediated and you were there actually picking up the energy from the people in in real time and um when you say it was dim and kind of uh that had that kind of energy dim energy do you mean was it deliberate was was that the deliberate uh you, you know was it 
orchestrated to, to be that way or, or was it just you know that's what i'm trying to figure out i got the feeling yeah that production was very proud of themselves for making it feel so bleak okay okay um but i, I kind of got the feeling as i rubbed some elbows and had some chats that people would have been um more apt to celebrate if if guided that way right i kind of feel like people are like is this is this i thought we were having a party i thought this was some, i thought you know um there came a point where there was a, a there were a few performances right uh we'll talk about one of them later but but there came a point where there was a a, a music and 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 generative art performance by a very big name in the space <clears throat> i found out the next day right <laughs> like there was there, there was no fire there was no great wave of enthusiasm mm -hmm. at any point during the thing and you know then i kind of wanted that i kind of wanted that feel i think it's one of the things that i do enjoy when the crypto art NFT side of things kind of gets going that they tend to, they tend to enjoy themselves. And I didn't get that enjoyment. Mm. Do you, do you think a new faction in the uh, NFT uh, ecosystem uh, kind of gained dominance this year and, and set that tone? I think they like to think they have. Oh, hundred okay. percent. I think the numbers are not showing that they have. Uh, no, I'm so, and I'm trying so hard not to name names right here, because <laughs> I have I have some specific examples, but that that's not fair. So, um, hmm, what? So, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> what are we gonna do about it? I think we're gonna. Needs I, to think, be changed. I think what we're gonna see is people picking sides, and I think we're gonna see people that are going to surprise us that they go to a, a certain side, given their persona over the last couple of years, given, given their markets and given things. Um, it's, it's a little upsetting to me that we're going to have this real division. Mm -hmm. Can I press you with a question? What sure. are the two, yeah. what are the two sides? The two sides are going to be fine art and NFTs. Oh. And I don't believe that the NFT necessarily is going to mean PFP, but when most people say it, that's what they're going to mean. All right. Hmm. Um, and it's sad because I think most of the artists who were drawn into the NFT side of it as, as this possibility for exposure and capitalization and what have you. Okay. I think that, that, they had more potential and maybe could have done more by not going to the, the fine art side. And instead they're going to go there and they're going to find that there's no place for them and that they've been written out of it all. Oh, I, I've, I have considered that months into this, uh, in 2021, I realized there is no place for a lot of the, uh, the most successful artists in the NFT space in the fine art world. And I was happy that this new universe was happening, you know, because it gave 
them a place to play. And uh, so that would be very sad. But uh, that's, that's exactly why I wanted you here this week, because I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to talk about you two years into this now. OK. Um, you, you, you actually just took the, te- the, 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 the theme of the conversation that I was hoping to get at, which is you saw a thing happening over here. You saw the potential for something. Is that over? Is that all gone? Um, no, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, then walk me through where we are in that part of it and what, what needs to happen as far as you see it. Uh, I feel very far, far, far away from it. Mm-hmm. As I look at the broader market. Okay. Um, well, I want to give you a little anecdote about uh, something that happened in, I guess, June of 2021. I was part of a, a little short-lived group called the Neons. And there were, uh, they were mostly artists and collectors. Maybe it was a dozen, uh, maybe a dozen and a half of us. And in that group um, were people like um, Chemical Messiah and Des Lucres and a bunch of other artists. And one time I talked about how the fine art world doesn't really need the NFT artists. They don't, they don't, there's no place for them there. And I got a lot of pushback about that. And as time has gone on, I, in spite of everything, I don't really see a space opening up. Uh, I know a lot of people think it is happening, but, um, from what I'm reading, my read on it is it's it's not happening yet. So it isn't like it happened and now we're moving backwards. It, it really just hasn't happened yet. So that's that's my starting point if you want to talk about it. Okay, so you, I, I, I would tend to agree with you. I think there's a lot of um, misinterpretation of a lot of misunderstanding of things that have, have passed and things that have happened. Um, that were ascribed certain importance and certain significance towards a a bridging or an entry into that other world that I think were misread as such, right? Um, I I think some of the auction house involvement in that space sort of blurs some lines for people uh, to to believe that that's somehow this crossover or this, you know, penetration of that market, right? Um, Is that kind of what you're getting at? Is that what you're... It's it's nice that the op, let, let's take an example of the the glitch sale that just happened uh, beyond binary. Um, it was uh, I don't want to talk about so much the controversy, but All right, of course, it was it's nice that that the auction houses are trying to create a market. <laughs> They're putting no effort into creating any kind of scholarship. The first the first draft of of the essay that was published about before before the uh, up, uproar was so poorly written and it was um it was like a word salad it was really embarrassing and i'm really glad that um you know the people got involved and intervened suddenly you had a much a much better context that that was pretty much uh donia darkstone's doing she wrote the the essay but um yeah the uh, Big auction results don't really mean that, you know, the art world is 
interested in, in NFTs or, or blockchain or anything like that. It just means that maybe the uh, NFT collectors are, are using the uh, Sotheby's platform, you know? All the people I know who have art collections and, and my clients who collect art, they're not really talking about NFTs, you know? I'm hoping actually that's one of my objectives like next year is to onboard people. And, and um, actually we'll talk, maybe we'll talk about this later. I'm, I'm going to open a space in Florida uh, in which, you know, traditional art and digital art are exhibited in the same context. Well, that's, that's where I want to go with this conversation. I, I, I want to know <clears throat> from you as we go two years into it and you look at your, your coming year, right? How, how are you personally as a collector and as, as a dealer, right? How are you, how have you changed your approach to all of this and have you had to, or are you at a point where you just go, okay, the things that I need to happen still haven't happened. So there's a potential that they'll happen. Well, my collecting has changed. I'm, I'm not in, I'm really, um, I shy away from speculative things and I'm two years into it. I'm looking back and, and seeing what was actually important in 2021. I, we have some distance now. I know it's not a lot. Two years <laughs> doesn't sound like a lot of distance, but it's a time. Finally, I think we can reflect, you know, and I'm actually going back and collecting things that were minted during the golden age of Hen that were uh, kind of hot and kind of forgotten about. And they had a lot of merit to them. So that's what I'm doing with my NFT collection. Um, how about you? Well, that's, uh, we'll get to what I'm doing with mine. It's, it's somewhat similar, but, but I want to, I want to stay on that for a second. Okay. Um, among the, the, the things that I've, I've wanted to touch on in this conversation is, is your, your take on the Tezos chain and, and art minted there. Um, certainly the platforms and, and the transitions there in the last couple of years. But do you still hold some sort of reverence for that, that period of time and that, that you feel that we're looking at historically significant stuff down the road or is, is this such a small window that it, it doesn't necessarily hold up because I don't, I'm not sure how much is left in the, in the tank here on the test side. I'm with you on that one. I'm a little scared about, about uh, the you know the relevance the historical relevance of that run the Tezos run, but I can't I can't um, overemphasize my my reverence for that that twenty twenty one period, and um, you know sadly a lot of people in the ETH maxis and, and big collectors uh, you know don't take Tez seriously they never did they only collect in ETH it's like an orthodoxy really. Uh, and to the, you know, they're in for a surprise because if you want to do like a scholarly survey of an artist's work a few years from now, who, and the artist had their debut on, you know, Hen and Tezos, to make it really comprehensive, you're going to have to bring in those pieces minted on Tez, those seminal pieces that, that really tell the story of the artists. So I think uh, some people need to kind of drop their attitude and their orthodoxy and uh, about, you know, comparing the two chains. Um, 
On the other hand, I don't, <laughs> like you said, I don't see how much, I don't see a whole lot of energy left in, in the Tesla's ecosystem for, for art. Personally, I'm not into um, generative, generative art. FX hash seems to have lost some steam if you ask me. And, um, but on the other hand, so has um, art blocks. There was a, a mint today that should have gotten a lot more attention than it did. And um, it, it kind of, it didn't work out so well for them. Uh, so I don't know, yeah. How, how much of a conversation like this do you feel that you're, you're trying to keep a stiff upper lip? I mean, how much of this are you, um, how much do you ignore of the, the, the absolute decay we've gone through? <laughs> do you, is it, I, is it, out, I don't, is it I don't, I don't ignore, I'm not ignoring, I, I'm definitely not ignoring it. I, uh, I'm looking at it closely and keeping a close watch on what's happening and observing it and just accepting it. Because uh, look, I don't, I, on my side, I've been very vocal for a couple of years about a lot of the things that, that have put us in positions like we find ourselves today. Okay. I feel at this point, I don't know that I want to be as loud as I've been in the past because it was all, I was right. Here we are. Mm -hmm. We're in a very, very tense spot. And I don't know that, that I need to go on and on about how horrible things were and, and have been to put us in this spot. So I almost feel like I've got to now not necessarily speak as clearly as I tend to on this. I'm that concerned about the stability of things. Hmm. If, I, if I tell you that, I mean, do you do you feel I'm I'm overreacting a bit? No, but I'm I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm concerned about. The uh, your project. Cause I love, I love the kind of doom and gloom and <laughs> criticism that's part of your mints. So if, if you stop, uh, you know, don't stop. Well, that here's the thing. I, now I don't, it's, it's not that I have to stop. I just have to be quiet and let all the things that I said were happening happen. I get, it's all, almost like we get to, I get to take a breath as the towers collapse. Right? Yeah, it's not. It's nothing to be happy about. <laughs> no. But. Oh no, it's not. Um, I mean, I'll ask you directly. Maybe this will be a good follow-up to that. Am I crazy to not be concerned about my project in the light of all of this? Um, no, you're not. It isn't crazy. Um, are you saying that you're not concerned about your project at all? In, the, in this sort of environment? I'm not. A little bit. A little I'm bit. not. I'm not. Not even a little bit. Because the, the fact of the matter is, I the way things stand right now, I don't, you know, it, when you have sinking ships all around you, there's a lot of rats that have to get off of those ships. <laughs> and then they're going to head for the ship that hasn't sunk. I don't like that image of just waves and waves of rats from other ships <laughs> coming aboard the Jolly Grotto. Okay. So in that regard, I'm not I'm not sure. But there's this part of me that feels like 
I could I could stand for some more some more ships to sink. <laughs> and so in that regard, I feel I feel like look, I've been building and positioning my project all along with such things in in mind, right? The project hasn't needed the hype cycles to to live and survive. In fact, I tend to come off the gas during them, right? So I don't, I don't worry. And, and uh, you know, there are times where I feel almost guilty for not worrying about destination well, all around me. I don't, I don't worry about the project. I continue to be as involved in it as ever and uh, participate. I've participated more than ever actually lately. Um, but uh, to be honest, I anticipated this as well. Um, it, it's an unsustainable situation and has been ever since December of 2021, probably, in my opinion. And it's a, it's a long-term project in a world of, um, you know, very shallow and, and not really considered projects. So, I mean, it, it's multi-year. Right. Pretty, pretty soon into the collecting of, of, of you know, your work, I realized that this is like a decade, at least for me. So that's one of the big differences. The whole way people perceive and understand time in this yeah. space is mind boggling to me. 100%, 100%. And so I'm gonna get back to, to something. I'm, I'm not worried about the, you know, how this project is gonna unfold. Uh, throughout a crisis or a, like a, a, a period of loss of faith or even interest in NFTs. And no, you're not crazy for not worrying, but I know you consider, you consider things. That's, you know, one of the things I admire about you. And you, you probably, you know, you will pivot and and modify things in reaction to, you know, all the destruction around you. So, and not in a reactionary way, it's just, right. you do what you need to do well, <laughs> to, to protect the project and protect the collectors. I mean, that's something we really admire and appreciate. So that's not the same thing as worrying, that's addressing. That's, I yeah. think that's what I'm trying to say. I agree, uh, yeah. I agree. and and there's a, a, a decent chunk of the project that is is here to discuss and 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 critique and acknowledge the space itself right um but there's this part of me that believes and has believed which is why i came into all of this right into nfts that i believe that it is something um fantastic to be explored I really hope that in this, in the wake of all of this destruction that we're, we're suffering right now, okay, um, that other projects like mine come out of it. I, you know, I, I, I would hope that people can start building things that go beyond today, that go beyond this moment, that go beyond the sale. I still don't see them. Um, yeah. Things probably haven't gotten bad enough. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Sadly. And the thing is, what what one of my concerns is that there is so much 
money around all of this because there's so much created money. We just saw over the last two weeks what it's like to create many hundreds of millions in fake money out of a fake meme coin, right? Mm -hmm. um, the 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 way that you do that is you have so much in the broader crypto economy floating around that they're constantly looking for new ways to 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 you know park it for a bit and mess around and, and move it and and shuffle and grow and and so as a result I, I think even as all of these ships with nothing but dead rats waiting to go down or floating around that there it's still a place to, to, to turn a penny here or there. And so I think it prolongs it and it keeps some of it afloat that isn't there and shouldn't be. Um, but ideally not just, you know, we hear often, well, the ones that are still here have made it. The ones that are really working have made it. We haven't. No, it's just slightly better than, most of the trash that didn't make it but you're uh, i don't see much happening and again i'm in a weird spot in that i am i am i art am i am i a project you know i i'm all of it right but yeah. most most people are one or the other and no, you, the, your projects lays at the intersection of a lot of things you know which is why I have great hope for this medium. And I think people need to step into the medium. You know, I was asked the other day if I preferred to use the word crypto artist. It's fucking nonsense. <laughs> you know, I, I like using the word NFT artist. Okay. I am. I'm a conceptual artist and a painter and, and all of the things. But truly, this is where I... I live. I think until others can step into that and really embrace it, you know, and I hope that they come. I hope they, I really do. I think it's, I think there's a lot, a lot to be had here. There really truly is a movement here beyond just the, using the blockchain as your fucking cash register. Well, uh, as a, as a means to buy, buy and sell and a means of distribute. And that's sort of where it ends for most artists. Uh, they're not exploring the full range of possibilities of what you know what the blockchain can offer so this, this project certainly does that's why i i'm totally you know i'm still interested i haven't lost interest yet <laughs> so uh i mean you know you're always pushing the boundaries so i'm i'm hoping that maybe if, as things get worse people will um become more artists will become more interested in the medium rather than you know, just the money and, and the efficiency of the, you know, the cash register, the ATM. Right. No, I, I, that's so, so you say you hope that I hope that too. Right. I think it's, I think it's necessary um, certainly for anything sustainable and any growth and any real presence. Um, when we're talking about the, 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 the fine art world who are just coming over to use it as another cash register. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I'm unfortunately, in my, you know, my opinion is that all of the established tenured artists who have, uh, you know, done a drop or a mint, it's, you know, they haven't done anything very innovative. It's just a way to grab that, that money.
absolutely. And so I think it's going to take them even longer to make any sort of transition and, and they'll chip away and, and sort of erode the, the, the possibilities as they do it. I think they'll run themselves aground with no, no great outcome out of it. I think it'll be seen as a failure for, for many of them already. It sort of has, right? Yes. And I don't think they, I don't even think they're going to go that far. I think it's a medium for a younger generation of artists. And so they're going to have to, you know, it's going to have to evolve slowly. Uh, it, you know, if you're, if you're an 18 or 20 year old artist, it's an exciting thing to explore, to, you know, be alive in a time where there's a new medium and you can be one of the pioneers. And so, you know, I'm hope that's where I have my faith in. I just don't think you, I just don't think you can sort of teach an old dog new tricks, you know, with the, with all of these like mid-career and, and, and established artists in the art world who are very successful. Um, they, there's just no need for them to explore blockchain. Really, they're just doing their thing. So I'm looking to other people to, uh, you know. So, so how do we guide these, these 20 somethings? these young young artists how do we guide them in because we saw a lot of them arrive yeah be called in be mm -hmm. brought in okay i not i'm talking about those obviously that, that were brought in given that early success uh and and basically handed a a card swipe reader and well, here you go just take in the money right but there wasn't anything there that was going to guide them into to the medium there wasn't anything there to prepare them for for the future or to make them think about things beyond that so other than me and i don't want i i don't have the time to to teach everybody how to do this right <laughs> uh, i don't it would be a distraction i already have enough distractions in my life for, for projects so I was at dinner with my daughter uh, and she said, she asked me, she said, do you, do you ever take time just to paint anything that isn't threesomes? Just for yourself. Do you do that? And we sort of argued about it a little bit. And I tried to explain that, that I actually don't have the time to do that. And when I do, and I, do, I say, I'll, I'll sketch and I'll paint things that be, that then I will figure out how to take that and, and move it into mm -hmm. the project. And I have a deficit of painting against the project and a fear of, of my demise that I can't get it out. Um, so I, you know, and this, and I, what I tried to explain, I said, look, what I do as far as ways to explore my art beyond the, the project here is I play a lot in the conceptual and in the performance and that that gives me, I'm constantly, trying new things on a pod or or in an lfg or in a conversation with somebody in the grotto so i get to play in new ideas all the time you know i think i think people look at me and think of me just simply as the painter and yeah why don't you ever do landscapes dad you know um but but in all seriousness it um i just don't have the time to to lead a generation into this. I think, they should, I think they should come. You know, in a perfect world, you you would teach by example, but I don't. <laughs> that doesn't cut it by itself anymore. Um, the I don't know the answer to that question. You know, mentorship. You know, 
a younger group, a younger generation of artists needs uh, mentorship. It needs older people to sort of lead by example, like what I just said. So I don't know if they're seeking it out or want it or. No, well, tell me about you. I, I know I've tried and you, we talked a little bit about it, but haven't you reached out? Haven't you tried to, <laughs> to lend, lend some guidance? To these younger artists. I have that I yeah as a as maybe I was a one-time top collector of certain artists at some, at a certain point and uh, or at least an enthusiastic one and yeah I, I tried to um offer some advice you know uh it's tricky because you don't you don't want to tell an art an artist what to do that's awful I would never do that what to make you know that kind of thing but um just a little bit of a little bit of advice and um i don't think too many people took it <laughs> you know uh and now a lot of those artists are not really producing as much as they as they used to or doing drops because the sales aren't there is that um, maybe a better time now is yeah are we going to see an opportunity maybe in the the fact that the market is completely dried up to to get some people to re-examine reflect yes and really and really think hard about the decisions they've made and maybe learn from their mistakes i'm totally okay with this period that we're in right now it's a it's a reset period and every every historical period has it you know in this the the cyclical you know nadir uh and I'm I'm cool with it. Just you know, I know a little bit about art history, and this kind of stuff happens. Um, there's boom and bust cycles, like the '80s and then early '90s. I weeded a lot of people out. It weeded a lot of galleries out, and the smart ones and the tough ones stuck it out. And um, when times got good again, they were positioned to. Uh, shine and really excel and uh, that's actually how i've always considered this project it's so steady and consistent that if a project like this can you know thrive and survive and thrive during this period you know what ha- what happens if and when we have you know another golden golden age you know who is positioned to sort of you know, take the crown. So that that's something that has not been lost on me about this project. This project, of course, being my project. Recent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so walk us through what before you walk us through, I want you to I want you to give me a bit of a critique without naming any galleries or anything, but give me yeah. a critique of where we stand right now. Uh, you know, you mentioned the potential of, of what you're going to set up down in Florida, right? What you yeah. envision. Mm-hmm. Tell me where, where, where the galleries right now are failing in the NFT space or this, the, or the merge or the, the combination or the, the straddling of the two, which is, I think, what uh, as many have done, right? And, and the ones that have gone, oh, we're a pure NFT gallery really have flamed out. Right, but but what, walk me through your critique of it, and then tell me what you'd like to do. 
difficult. The, um, I think one of the failures is that they're modeling themselves complete on the old galleries, like the traditional gallery system. Um, and you, you have to completely, you know, maybe reinventing the wheel is what they're trying to do. And you have to reinvent it from scratch. You, you, you know, you just make, you just have to make up new rules. And, and I'm seeing, um, in trying to imitate old, you know, traditional galleries, uh, it just doesn't work. It's not the same audience. And um, the, peop the people who collect don't have the same values. Uh, so, and, and, they're, and I don't see them onboarding um, people who are not into, into blockchain, you know? I don't really, there's not an efficient way to, to do that. Uh, so what I'm hoping to do when I go to Florida and open up my space next year is to, you know, like I said, position the traditional pieces of art or what I like to call pre-digital art, which is what I mostly deal in is 20th century art with some digital art, some screens, some projections, put it in the same context, and, um, you know, it's not a, re a revolutionary idea. I think other people have done it before, but um, it's important to do that in kind of a retail setting to get people uh, on board with the idea that, you know, a conceptual piece of art that's an NFT is the same thing as a conceptual physical piece of art. But it's hard for people to make that mental leap, you know, and that's one of my goals. You know, I've really leaned into this explanation of of the NFT as you know one of the pinnacles of conceptual art. I th I think most I'm not saying most NFT artists or artists who are selling NFTs step into this at all. Okay, don't get me wrong. I don't think I think this is lost on most. It's not taken into their vocabulary. But the very act of of the the transaction of the NFT in and of itself is a step into the conceptual, right? Absolutely. And I, and I think that an artist embracing that and, and living in it and understanding all of the possibility is important as we, like I said, evolving into to having this truly be a medium. But I think that that same stepping into it of the consumer, of the collector, of the buyer, of the whatever you want to call them, okay? But understanding their role, their participation in the conceptual, that's what needs to come across. And I think that's that's the that, that step that's missed in most of the transactional stuff that creates that barrier where it's strictly strictly these people who are blockchain comfortable who are able to trade in this and and even there what i think we're seeing is that they're collecting and trading simply because they can and simply because it's a blockchain thing it's a thing that you do if you've moved into that realm and you're comfortable with with crypto and with wallets and with, with transactions of the sort then this is sort of one of the things you do and I don't think that that breeds somebody that's very interested in what they've purchased. Uh, agreed. The, um, the transaction is really the most exciting part of it. So, and, and the participation. 
And so in a traditional art world, um, a lot of times the, the, the artists won't even know who collected them. You know, like if you have an edition of, of 40 lithographs, uh, your famous person, Jasper Johns, I don't know. And you don't know who owns those 40 lithographs. You can't even account for them. Uh, and, you know, in, in the NFT space, you know who all of your collectors are and where they are. And as a collector, you know who all the other collectors are. And it's a community, you know, it's a community right there for one single edition. You know, you don't even have to meet those people. And that you're participating in something. And if you'd like to, you can reach out and interact with those people. Uh, in well, the past, if you, if you wanted to do that in the past, you had to be part of like an Autobahn collector society and like show up to a club meeting on Thursdays, you know? And so, so that's what, that's what's missing the, that's a missed opportunity, you know, that I don't think a lot of dealers are taking advantage of. They're not, they're not. And, and again, it leaves the collector without even understanding that that's what they're a part of, or that's what they're, that's the shot they're given, you know? Um, and it's really a failing. It's really a, a, a a missed mark here um, with all of these retail spots and all the galleries that I've been in that aren't, they're simply trying to justify the sale and they're so caught up in, in bumbling through ex the explanation of the transaction and why you might even want to do it to justify the sale with, that has, that shouldn't be the why at all. It should actually be, the end result of it all is oh and then you must transact right but it should be you know all of what you just laid out and and that much more given the possibilities it unlocks once you have both artist and and collector understanding their roles this is what the grotto is right now we get to really go forth and you know i say it all the time but my peers which are not really my peers but the, the ones that i'm lumped in with they don't know who the fuck collect them. They don't know mm -hmm. who anybody is. They don't care. They've never put any interest into it. And you shouldn't even mint an NFT if that's not important to you. Like you really yeah. should not mint and sell them. <laughs> You don't want to be keeping track of who's got them. That's the whole point. So, okay, let's 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 turn it real quick in another direction. We'll wrap up here. But you're you're fine with, with this. You said I'm okay in this this moment. I am. I, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it, look, and I'm I'm a dealer. Threes. Moments like this present opportunities, and not just for me. You know, not just for me as a collector or someone who buys and sells or, or things. It's an opportunity for the artists too. So, uh, well, I mean, for them to to, re, to recalibrate. It's a it's a moment <laughs> to reflect and recalibrate, and um, and to just keep grinding. You know, I guess. Well, no, no. See, I disagree with the keep grinding. I think they've ground themselves to a to nothing by not by not putting any real focus or effort into into the NFT, not understanding what this is. It should be if 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 I were. I mean, it's hard for me to step into it, but if if <laughs> I've been selling for a couple of years and now it's sort of sparse. It wouldn't take me about a second to 
take a glance at all of my collectors and uh, engage with them and be like, hey, why aren't you buying? And what, what do we got to be doing here? What's, what do you stand? Because you have it all there. You, you, it's all right there. You know who all your collectors are. And, and, and so, you know, the fact that, that they haven't even bothered this is not a, we just got to grind through this. No, it's got, you got to fucking reassess what you're doing here and look at it a little better. And if you can't do those things, then you've got to align yourself with somebody who can or will and put that effort in. I think what we might see is some people moving into to teams. They might have a team behind themselves, right? They might have, they've got somebody that hand, handles their, their collector management Okay, you got somebody who handles their distribution. Okay, if you can't do all these things on your own, that the blockchain allows you, it gives you such a head start on all that stuff. Oh, we used to call them gatekeepers, threes. We didn't want them in this space. We didn't want dealers and agents and things like that. I think uh, I think what's yeah. happening in these down in this downtime is a lot of artists are realizing that those people serve a really useful function and role. Um, and it was really nice to think that we didn't need those sorts of people, but I think most, most artists, most artists do, most artists. they can't most do artists. it. They can't do it all. You know, you can't really expect most people to be that so highly functional and have the time to do perform all those tasks and roles. Um, so I never believed in this whole fantasy about, oh, we're, we're going to get rid of all these gatekeepers, you know? I think the reality is coming in that coming in now. Well, so the thing is, if we go back to that, which which I agree, I I I think that most are not equipped for it, uh, have the 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 skills for it, or or the desire to do it. Okay, but if you don't want to take that on yourself, okay, then how are the new people able to come in? I mean, where are we finding the new ones? How how is that happening? Because that was the allure. The allure was yes. opening the door to everybody. Okay. Um, was that just a, was that just a fantasy? Are we are yeah. we back to to that being? Or did we miss it? Is, is it all over? Yeah, the the, whole, the tidal wave of money and just throwing money at young kids to churn out um, you know JPEGs. I think that's, I think we're, we're, we're past that. I, how could that possibly even come back again? You know, uh, so many people have been burned and disappointed. I mean, unless a whole new wave of suckers, <laughs> you know, came in and the whole thing could repeat itself, but that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So uh, I know you're asking these questions. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't really have an answer. As uh, how do you how do you guide a younger generation of artists to do it the right way? Let's just call it that. You know, do it in a more thoughtful and considered way, with a longer term plan, not expecting to get rich quick overnight or quit your day job. Um, well, it sounds it's a tough, to me it's a tough question. Sounds to me like it is going to fall on my shoulders. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. It sounds to me like, like, you know, the 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 grotto and the franchises will have to handpick the protege and and guide them into the process, and I'll take I'll I'll pick it up. 
maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe maybe we we do it and we become the wild bunch and we do it the right way. That's called patronage, <laughs> in a way, mm-hmm. reaching out and offering uh, guidance and uh, financial support to people that you think are, are worthy. Uh, that, that's that's a nice historic model, a nice ancient model for uh, fostering artists. That was also something that I considered was probably going to happen eventually uh, when things dried up. Um, right. It seemed like such an antique concept two years ago, but but uh, I knew it was good. I knew that was going to happen. I mean, it's it's it's, it's a time tested model, so um, it's gonna gonna happen very soon. Okay, we're gonna, I'm gonna let you go, but I'm gonna ask you one little thing. And this is this is for the grotto that that hung on through the whole conversation. <laughs> this, this pod is not about the grotto, um, but you and I being so uh, uniquely aligned via this um what's do you have a prediction for season 10 the cardinale uh come off of a championship on the mm-hmm. books as a champion do you have a prediction for season 10 uh, uh yeah i do i do yes <laughs> am i supposed to am i supposed to share it i see uh Cardinale uh, having a, a big run for their money. And we're gonna we're gonna really have to work hard uh, this season because there are some there's some serious competition. <laughs> there's some serious competition there. I I don't know. It's not looking good. But <laughs> you're until you said it's not looking good. You almost had your first clubhouse spring trading interview. Where you said, "Well, it's early in the season. Everybody's going to." I couldn't keep the stiff upper lip there. I can keep the stiff upper lip about the whole NFT collapse, but but not season 10. I'm going to be honest with you. It's going to be a tough one. We have some <laughs> incredibly powerful teams. Uh, as far as a winner, yeah. I think I have my pick, but I'm going to keep that to myself, I think. Okay. I'll, I'll let you off with that one. Um... Always a pleasure. I love I love chatting with you. Ah, uh, yeah. Always a pleasure. Thanks a lot. And um, I'm glad that that I have people in this space that I can trust enough to say, hey, yeah, things are kind of fucked up right now, and um, it's okay. It is. It is. All right. Everything changes. Things change, and uh, and it's good. We wouldn't have it any other way. All right, FOMO. We'll see you soon. Thank you, All Kitch. Right, Thanks, Kitch. Okay, I'm out.